Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTrainingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Another episode, another week. We made it once again, but we may not make it after this week. We may get into a heated discussion like what you see on Hobby Twitter. And this may be, <laughs> this may be the end of the podcast right here. I don't know. I have your address. I have no problems <laughs> catching in Miles. Coming over there and throwing some beat down. <laughs> that may be the first like physical threat that I've ever gotten over a wrestling card beef instead of just keyboard warriors. You know, actually keyboard gonna, warriors. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put put your money where your mouth is, man. All right, so <laughs> here we go. My topic, I actually brought this up, and I just had a lot of experience when talking to people. It came to my mind. Do wrestling card collectors have a hoarding problem? And we're going to get all into this. Uh, I'll just present my case right off the bat, and then we'll let Tony kind of rebuttal, and we'll go back and forth. There's pros and cons. I, you know, there's There's definitely things I'm wrong on. But I just think it's, again, another talking point that specific – this this goes into other collecting realms as well. You know, figure collecting or if you're uh, Pokemon collecting or sports card collecting, whatever it is. Any collecting. Any collecting, you're going to run into this problem of am I a hoarder? Now, what I want to kind of discuss, of course, you don't want to end up on an episode of Hoarders. That's actually not what I'm talking about today. That is a concern. What? Because if you have so many cards that you can't walk through your house, that is a problem. It's a fire hazard. Uh, I also want to make the point that I think that it can be a financial strain. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe this is just me, but if I've got a bunch of stuff sitting around and it's not something I'm looking at every day, using every day, something that's important to me, something that is a nostalgic or memento or family heirloom, something like that. I get rid of it. Like I'd rather have that money into something I do like, or I'd rather have that money in my bank account for when an emergency happens, I can pay for life stuff. So Mm -hmm. cross cards, life stuff, rather have both of those things than some just random stuff I don't care about sitting around. Now, that being said, that is, that's not really my argument for wrestling card hoarding. I got two main things that I want to talk about as far as the hoarding, as far as the negativity of it. And the first being is that, I, I have this feeling that the more people that hoard cards and don't allow them to come to market and don't talk about them and they're just like, this is my little niche, this is my thing, I don't want anybody to know about this because I'm going to be the number one guy. Like I feel like that's a detriment to the hobby overall because the, the more you talk about something, people get interested. So if they're interested, they want it. If they can't get it, they lose interest. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing that with a lot of vintage stuff. I think we're going to start seeing that with people who have these cards that are like 
I paid this for it, but I don't want to talk about it publicly. I yeah. don't want to put it out there because you, you, people see that and they say, okay, that's cool. But if I can't get any of them, how am I supposed to be interested? That's it. I'm moving on to the next WWE Panini release. So that is my initial complaint on hoarding because people just get all these cards. Like how many, you know, pick a card. I'll just say 85 tops Hogan. Like, do you really need 75 copies of that? Like, I don't, you know, from an investment standpoint, 100% get it. You're going to do really well on that. But Dep- like I you- guess it depends. I mean, what if you're an interior decorator and you want to do your own wall, just, uh, you know, Hogan uh, wallpaper? I get it. Okay, that's another good point. That is a very valid point, actually. Home decor. I've never actually considered that. So See? Think outside the box, sir. I-, I need to do a better job of that, I guess. Usually I think I'm the one thinking outside the box, but I guess not in this situation. Um, I-, I just think that, you know, the-, the popularity of a specific card, if you like it so much and you drive the interest and you talk about what it means to you, then you would be able to let those go. I want to talk about my cross cards because people might say, hey, you're being a hypocrite. You are hoarding cross cards, but and you're not. But the thing is, if somebody comes to me and they have another cross card I don't have, you better believe I'm going to give them a second copy of Transcendent or an Auto or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or if they have another card that I actually think would fit a PC better that's not a cross card, absolutely I'll be willing to trade with it. But there's a lot of people out there who just aren't willing to let go of what they have to then better themselves on the back end. So on that initial complaint, what is your rebuttal? I don't really think I have one. You pretty much. Oh just... man. I, I, I was expecting you to like have a really, really hot take that was a, well, I mean, to... I mean, there, there are people in the hobby that want to collect like that anyways. And they want to hoard all this stuff because it's an investment for them. I mean, why Which makes wouldn't, sense. if you have a tip for something or you have a hunch for something, especially like with a treat like stock, and I know that I believe in this company and I want to invest in this company. I'm the controlling interest now because I believe in it so damn much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why is that a problem? Why is that a problem where someone wants to go and say, I need to have X amount of this card and I'm going to continue to keep buying more and more that I can find, uh, you know, in basically kind of cornering that market in a sense. Um, I, I see your point. I get it. I get it. Because if I've now seen what you're posting up there and I like what you're posting and now i'm interested but then i lose my interest because i can't go out and participate in that because there's you have them all right um i i see that but then that's also kind of like a little late to the party kind of thing mentality do you think that also uh, yeah no and i understand from a like if you want to look at this like stocks absolutely that 100 percent makes sense i get it but i think i'm wondering and i could be wrong here i'm just putting that flat out there this is just an opinion that i could be wrong on you know, I do admit when I'm wrong, unlike some of you out there on Twitter. So um, my concern may be the value. Like, does it drive the value down because people quit caring about it? Or does it drive it up because it still is in everybody's mind, but they just can't find it? I think it's a little bit of both. I think the people who are no longer interested in it probably were no long, probably were in no position to own it to begin with in terms financially. Um, they're, some people get mesmerized by looking at this card that I know in my mind, I ain't paying that money for that. I can't afford to do that. Um, So maybe there's that aspect of it. But there are people out there who are just waiting and waiting and waiting. Wouldn't a good good point be with Uncle Danny finally acquiring the Andre autograph uh, card? I mean, perfect example. He he waited patiently. He knew it was out there. He uh, struck a deal and they made it happen. And so both parties walked away. 
feeling good about themselves. But I don't think he was deterred by like, I'm never going to have this. So I'm no longer interested in the all-star stuff. If I can't have it, I don't want any of it kind of thing. I used to be like that kind of guy. I used to have guys like, if I can't have everything from this release and I don't want any of it. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of, that's what did get me out of collecting super cl- or master set collecting because when Tops got involved with the multi-levels of parallels, I was like, I'm done. I'm tapping out. And I mean, little did I know that parallels became like my thing now, but um, I, I just, I get it. But, you know, he waited patiently and he, and he shopped smart and he went and he got it. And now look at him. I'm sure he's happier for it. But I think it's both sides of people. People who are going to be like disinterested are probably ones who had no interest in paying that kind of money to begin with. I just, yeah, I just wonder if, you know, maybe, maybe. But I, but I also see your point too. I do see your point before I mean, before I, I do see your point. Like, why do you need to have 75 of a certain card? I mean, especially especially if you're not selling. That's the, yeah. And from a stock perspective, like what you put it. That, that yeah, hundred percent agree. Well, but even I, in stocks, I, at some point you have to sell your. What what are you investing in in your stock if you don't have an end game? It's true. And if your if your end game is sit there to go to your coffin with all your stock options, congratulations, that's great. You have a very expensive yeah. coffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I I mean I I hope you can take care of your Microsoft and your Apple stock uh, in the in the great beyond. Um, but I mean, what are you gonna do with? What are you going to do with it? What's your end game? Is it is it to continuously have bragging rights? Is that what you're looking for? To do bragging rights? Um, the fact that you've made it to this level already, isn't that bragging rights enough? Do you need to hold on to it forever and ever and a half? I get that. Um, by the same token, too, I did the homework, man. I did the legwork. I tapped into something that you didn't think of and nobody else in the market thought of. I was getting cards graded before anybody else. I'm speaking figurative, not me, of course. Um, but, you know, it's just... You, you have that mindset of like, I discovered something you didn't discover. I'm going to capitalize off of that. But then the end game becomes my, 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 my stepping, you know, wh- where do I go from that point forward? Like, what are you going to do with it now that you have 50 of this, 75, of that, 100? I mean, what are you going to do with it? What, if you, there's a market that wants it, why are you not letting some of it go to the market to help your overall value? Because yeah, if you that, let, that's, that's if, if I had fifty, argument right there. If I had fifty of them, then why I agree with you on this side. If I had fifty of them, why wouldn't you want to let go three, four, or five of them to generate that interest? Like they're out there and they're getting big money, 100%. and now you're creating. Now you're creating a huge value for you. Just you just grew your portfolio even more now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, maybe you have an attachment to that. Like you know what? I like I like having all these. Um, it's fun to look at all of them. I, I don't know. It'd be nice to talk to someone that has all that and says, I have no interest in selling uh, because I just like looking at them or I like having them in my safe or I like having them hang on my wall or I like having them buried in the backyard. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Maybe you're building a time capsule for like the year, you know, uh, 3022 <laughs> and you want someone to go like, Hulk Hogan, I remember that name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. That's it, a good reason, a, a good point. And I guess there's different reasons why people want to do that. But um, I got no problem with them holding it, I guess. I, I do get tired of seeing it all the time. I can tell you that. Uh, just like, you know, I barely even uh, was uh, posting on, especially on Facebook. For me on Facebook, someone complained about every time I was doing a mail day post about Loomis. And they're like, why am I seeing so much Loomis stuff on this page? And I'm like, oh, well, because I... PC him and I was just sharing my stuff, but don't worry, I won't post it on Facebook anymore. And I stopped. I stopped posting on Facebook. Yeah, that's why everybody needs to get to Twitter, or everybody but, likes to see every all kinds of wrestling cards. 
So I just, uh, you know, like, okay, well, maybe I should uh, put this on a more personal plate uh, instead of just putting on WTC stuff because that's what I, you know, post it all on. But um, I don't know. I mean, uh, the hoarding issue, I mean, fans and collectors, as you know, are just super passionate about what they collect. It's, it's different than any other sports. Um, I've got one other thing I want to touch on a, on a negative, but I want to piggyback yeah. on what you're saying because you're talking about the stocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe... I'm just wrong. And maybe that's because I'm approaching this from, yeah, I want to make money. Yeah, I want to have the self, self-sufficient self PC where, I, you know, everything I get to keep is not out of my, you know, work money, so sure. to speak. But, you know, maybe I'm the one who is just like, hey, let's try to grow the hobby. Let's talk about our cards. Let's talk about our collections. Let's collect different things. And but, but I'm then the, you, lo- I, you love your Hogan Precious Metal Gems so much. What if you had 10 of them? I'd sell a couple of them. You would? Yeah. Okay. I don't need 10. I need one. All right. Yeah, because like I, the one I have, I've I've got such, I've turned down. You know, you you people like to talk about these offers that are private deals. I legitimately have turned down five figure deals for the for the this card, and I will refuse to sell it. Like I'll sell yeah. it one day. I do have an exit, but maybe that's five years, ten years, twenty. Like I don't sure. know, but I just feel like there's enough of us out there with the Hogan PMG. There's there's a you know new person every day that's got one not because it's easy to get, but because people want to be in this quote club, like we're super cool or something, but there's enough of them out there that it's keeping it in people's minds. And amongst all of us, there's probably one or two that would let them go occasionally. I mean, we've seen, we've seen them one or two of them come up for auction just this year alone. Then sometimes you don't find that with all of these cards. So uh, I just wanted to get that in there that maybe I'm the one that's wrong about this. Cause I'm approaching it from a different perspective of like growing a community market as a whole, if that makes sense, as opposed to just trying to capitalize gain for myself. Yeah, because you treat them just like everything else, though, as far as anything else that you have in the collectible world, whether it be lunch pails or records sure. or cards. Yeah. I mean, but then you have to understand we're talking about wrestling fans here, too. So as we know that wrestling card collectors, I mean, they, I mean, they connect more than with their cards in any other niche, too. So. And I get. I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess it matters. What you're saying is quantity of something. Why do you need to have so many of the same thing? Um, and I, again, I, I don't. I don't have an answer for that. I don't know why people like that. Um, I certainly don't have a problem with it per se. Um, but at the same token, I think it's probably. I agree with you in the sense that it does a disservice to the hobby because uh, there's just people who want to collect these now can't because yeah. there's just not enough of them out there. But it's, a, it's, a, it's such a weird thing though, too. Yeah. Cause like, I think a lot of times, even if you take the dollar amount out of it, like even if you're saying, okay, I'm making this available, but it's a hundred thousand dollars, there may be somebody out there willing to pay that. But the fact that it's not out there, like you just never know. Yeah. I mean, 82 Hogan all-stars is a good example. I mean, there's obviously, I mean, the the print run of those has been discussed at around 2,000 cards, you know, somewhere around there, sets. Um, like, there's 2,000 out there. So it's not overly super rare, comparatively speaking, to other things in our hobby that we find and deem rare that are numbered or parallel, gold parallels or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's not like it's super rare. It's just the demand's pretty high for that card. So 52 lot, mantle. It's That's it's, what it is. That's what it is, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's... It's arguably the the you know the most important piece of cardboard in our in our niche, um, and uh, you know having that many of them. If you're going to have like 50 of them or 100 of them, I, I don't know. 
yeah, if you you know take percentages out, yeah, it's just it's it's difficult. I, and I'm someone getting into the hobby, going like, you know what? I'm a Hogan fan. I remember these days. Now I'm getting into it. Like, but I'd love to have that car. I mean, hell, I think Chuckster's in that boat. Chuckster doesn't have a, a, a you know an '82 uh, All Star Hogan. It's just out of his price range. Um, and I get it, but you know, is he going to lose sleep over someone else having 50 of them? I don't think so. Well, and even then, like what's something else I want to talk about. This is my last point that I want to talk about on the hoarding. Uh, before I get to that is say you're somebody like me and you have that work ethic where you're like, I'm just going to grind and level up and keep going and working, working half of these cards. It doesn't matter how hard you work, like unless you're a billionaire. And even if you were a billionaire, some of them might not be available even for a billion dollars. Like people just don't let these things go. And it's like, I get it from your perspective of the stocks and everything, but from a growing the hobby and growing the general interest of these older cards. And I'm even talking like, if you want to like go back to baseball, like you see this vintage baseball, like people say, well, I never saw them play. I wasn't even born until 50 years after they played, but it's the fact that people still talk about them and they make them available and they don't just, I mean, there are people out there hoarding, but it's like, you know, the 52 mantle is always in the, the limelight and then when these prices come out, there's always that one or two people that say, okay, I'll let mine go for that. Maybe we get to that point, but I just don't want some of the older wrestling cards to become an afterthought because, you know, they're just not available, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then, you know, some of these guys hold on to these pieces anyways, uh, you know, quantity or not quantity. But some of them hold on and, you know, pardon my friends, people, but it's nice, uh, you know, it's a nice big dick story. You know, like, it's just basically, look what I got. Um, and it's not, maybe it's one piece or I have 50 pieces. It's, it, it, it does feel there's, there is ego involved in this kind of thing too. Sure. So ego now becomes like, Hey, check me out, man. Look at my stuff. And people give him praise like, Oh my God, you have so many cool things. And I get that. Um, there's, there's a level of, you know, respect that I have in that, in that sure. as well too, because someone went out of their way to invest, uh, you know, they did their homework and invest on that. You know, and the flip side is still is that, you know, now it's there's less of it out there for new collectors to go, come in and, and, and get involved. And, you know, it's, we want the hobby, like you said, to grow. And one of the ways to grow is to take these things and see them flip from one hand to the next hand kind of thing. I mean, it's not like I'm asking someone to take the, their one of one card and, it's, and then have it just keep selling from one hand to the next hand. It's like that. But or if you have talk- a, like like Danny's sign set, like I wouldn't dare ask him to break that up. Oh, yeah. God, no, know? no. No, I mean, uh, that's, that's again, a lot of work and a lot of money involved. There's like that that are, you know, there's scarcity right there. But when you have something like, uh, you know, the All-Stars, which is a big topic right there, I mean, uh, you know, people don't want to let them go. And that's it's unfortunate in that sense because, uh, but there there's just a lot of them out there too. You can go on eBay right now. You can pretty much find uh, uh, almost, I think, anything from those sets. Uh, so they're, they're out there. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I guess I don't get what the issue is on that side like well you've got like so many of them i can't have any like what but they're out there man they're on ebay all the time yeah and a lot of it is i just wonder if we get to a point where they're not you know that's well of course maybe not maybe not again i've admit fully admitted i could be wrong with my train of thinking i'm just thinking out loud maybe not i mean you've you've accumulated uh many of even your you know your your number one set all stars that you love so much yeah you've they've come to your hands and they've left your hands um, for whatever reason that may be, to level up, to, to square up on a deal, whatever it is may be. So it's not like they sat in you forever. You're hoarding a whole bunch of stuff yourself. Nope, I want uh, but one copy of each. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they go out the door, but others maybe don't find it that way. Like, you know what? I like this. And I want to have more of them. Okay, I, and this, this leads to my next point. We'll just go ahead and get into it. And this is actually a bigger complaint than what we just talked about. So bring in the heat. Uh, this is people who are hoarding wrestling cards in general. And they you talk to them or you see it on social media. And we, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode about how, oh, they, they see that card. They, they wanted that card their whole life. And you say, okay, well, um, I'd be willing to sell it. But even better than yet, I know you've got like an entire house full of cards. I will trade you this card for something that you have. And they're like, oh, I can't let go of my cards. And I'm just like, I've never understood that thought process ever. Like you've got this thing you want so bad. Now I understand if you're like, you, you don't, I understand the fact of not wanting to let go of your collection because a lot of people like to collect a lot mm -hmm. of things and don't have a narrowed focus that I get. But when you, you put on social media and you're like, Hey, I'm trying to move this card because there's this other card I want to buy, or I really want this, you know, specific card, whether it's a $5 card or a $50 card. And then you present that to them in a trade or a, a sell and you're like hey i'll give it to you for 50 percent plus one card from your collection mm -hmm. they just like refuse to move anything that's in their collection even if it's something they haven't looked at in years and isn't part of a set and maybe it isn't even that rare well some that what that tells me in that scenario then is that the item that that person can already has and not willing to let go is more important to them than anyways than what they're trying to get so why do you think they what's the deal then with that like and why, why do they just clamor over and over again like how much they want this card and then it presents it you present it to them and they don't want it they're lying to themselves <laughs> they okay, really no they, they are they're like they're lying to themselves because if it's something they're clamoring for for so much but they're unwilling to give something uh up that they have in their collection to make that deal happen then the stuff that they have in their collection that they're unwilling to let go means more to them than what they're clamoring for I think you just said it. I think you just answered my question right there. <laughs> I mean, no, really, it, yeah. it's what it is. I mean, if, if you have to look at both sides, you go, I have been wanting that card forever. Okay, I'll trade it for this, but I want that. Oh, but I can't let that go. Well, then you obviously want that more than you want this. That's yeah. how it works, man. So, I mean, I guess something like, well, I want them both. Well, now you're just being a, you know, now you're trying to... <laughs> You're being a hoarder. You Welcome want to wrestling cards. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's everything in life, man. That's just everything in life. I mean, I could be I just, property. That could be anything. I mean, I could I, be. I've called out wrestling cards, though, specifically because I've dealt with people who've had cross cards or had all-stars cards or specific wrestling cards I wanted, and they were sports card dealers that somehow they fell into their lap. And they, they knew what they had. They gave me a fair price. They didn't give me a super discounted price. They gave me mm -hmm. a, a fair price. But they were they also understand that the leveling up game and maybe they wanted something I had in my that I was trading to them that was going to end up being a PC item plus they could make some money on something else. Sure. It's that mentality of not necessarily the flipping, but just hey, if something pops up and it's something I really want, maybe I can let go of some of my other stuff. Again, maybe maybe well, it that's, a, that's a scenario you're using as a dealer though. And a yeah. dealer is a, a typical dealer's frame of mind is always about leveling up, whether it be for uh, to sell, to make more money in the in, in the long run, or like you said, a combination of like something to flip and also add to their PC as well, if, they're, if they have such a thing. Um, but again, it always boils down to if, if something that you have is something that you're unwilling to let go 
to complete something that you claim you've been looking for for forever, then what you have already is more meaningful to you than what you want to get. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some pros about hoarding. I'm not, I'm not all about the hate here. Let's <laughs> talk about some pros. Uh, new ways of collecting. There's two things I want to specifically talk about. Uh, I started doing it with Cross, and I actually got my inspiration originally from the Top Slam app. We're going all the way back to the <laughs> early days of that thing. And I started, I, like, I initially started with, like, Brock Lesnar and Asuka when I first got it. It was before, like, I, I hadn't started doing content or anything. I was just like... I'm going to super collect these guys and I want a million base cards. Like every single time I get one of their cards, it's going to be exciting and pulling out yep. of the pack, no matter what it was. <laughs> I started doing that with cross that transition to doing that in real life with cross cards. And I'm just having it. I'm having so much fun doing this. I'm like, Oh, somebody just donated me a bunch of base cards or, Hey, I made a trade with, um, you know, I traded an autograph card of, of, I'll just, you know, I mentioned Booker T a couple episodes ago. I traded a Booker T autograph for like a stack of cross base cards like that. And it's just a new fun way to collect. And I, I got the idea from Bo Thompson, 1 million Cubs. He's trying to collect 1 million Cubs cards. And yeah. that's kind of what he's doing is just like hoarding all these, whether it's a super valuable card, whether it's a, you know, penny junk wax air card, he's trying to get them all. And that's yeah. kind of what I've started doing with cross. I know you were doing the same thing with Loomis. So in that, in that definition, in that form, I think hoarding has provided a new way for people to collect. Sure, sure it has. But at the same token, too, I'm not going to, uh, even if I had 50 copies of a certain base card of Loomis like that, but someone else needed one, uh, maybe, maybe I controlled the market. Yeah, I <laughs> cornered now, the market. Yep. Yeah, I cornered the market of, of like all the Loomis cards from NXT 2020 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's like I've got like thousands of them and like, you know, I, I need this to complete my set. I'd be more than happy to let some go to help people out with their collections like that. Yep. I don't need to have all of them, but I'm having fun in the process of gathering everything. It's so cool. Like you said, when you open a pack, like on Slam, you get somebody you want or you, you get a, a card and a lot you purchased. It's still just as cool to me now as it was. I don't go like, oh, another one of these. I just go, cool, another Lewis card, you know? Yep, same. Um, and so it's just, I have it. But I, I have quantity that I can maybe even use as leverage to help someone else out and get some other cards I either don't already have or I have very few of. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if you've had experience with this lately, but as Loomis and Cross are now on TV again, like maybe somebody starts uh, the collection of his stuff and then you're able mm -hmm. to help them by, hey, you know, I'm, somebody approaches you. Hey, I know you're a Loomis collector. I'm looking for some cards. Where can you direct me? And you could be like, well, you know, here's some base cards and I can just send them to you. Or, yeah. you know, here's an autograph. I sell to you for five bucks because I've got yep. 20 of them, whatever. Which is, which is also on the flip side, what people did to me when they found out I was collecting Loomis and as well right. with you with, with Cross. People go like, right. hey, I know, I know you're the guy that collects stuff. I have it. I'm just going to send it to you. Give me your address, man. Or, you know, give me five bucks or something like that. And yep. it's been, been very helpful. So I'm a big believer in paying it forward. So if that were to happen, and because I have so many of certain ones, like I have multiples of like prism, you know, red, white, and blues of, of Loomis. I have multiples of, you know, certain ones of, of Loomis. Like if someone wanted one, I'd be happy to send it over to them too. So, cause I'm paying forward, man. Right. So I talked about pros and cons of wrestling card collectors being hoarders today. What have I not touched on? What do we need to go back on? What's something that uh, needs to also be said about this? I think we kind of covered it all, really. I mean, it's just as important to know about wrestling cards. Like, they are different. We've said this many times. Uh, uh, it's different than other sports. There's the nostalgic feeling. There's all of that. 
taking you back where I was a kid, I loved this, I got out of it, now I'm getting back into it, not so much the new stuff, but the old stuff, or I got into the, old, the new stuff because ki I have kids now, and whatever the reason may be, so I get that, now I start, you know, collecting, 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 and, you know, I'm a super collector of this person, or whatever, you know, it's just the nostalgic aspect of it, also like that, but there's that fine line of, like, how much is too much, and, uh, you know, what can I do to help, A, better my own personal collection and B, uh, help somebody else out to get them into the hobby as well. So there's got to be some balance there. Um, and I think there's some people who aren't so. They're one way or the other. And then there's uh, a lot of guys like yourself and myself, I, I think, are in that same group of, that are like, hey, I have a lot of this. I don't mind sharing some of it with you to help you out and you help me out and that kind of thing. So that's what the hobby is supposed to all be about anyways. I mean, they're called trading cards for a reason. Yeah, not hoarding cards. Yes. Uh, also, though, <laughs> as we close out here, I think it's we touched on it a little bit, but I think it's also important for us to put out there. I, I don't think that I would be honest with myself if I didn't say it. I think there's some people that need to consider this hoarding and consider their financial stability of life in general. Because yes. we've had several people, I know several people who've gone way in debt to buy cards. And I'm not talking about they went in debt to buy like a, you know, high-end card. Like they went in debt to buy wax and rip wax. Yeah. And and I'm just like, and then they keep them. Like they don't under, they, they don't understand dollar cost averaging. They don't understand cutting, you know, taking a 30% loss on something just to keep the money. You know, oh, well, can, can I sell my select base cards to help? pay my electric bill this month or do I just keep all those and not go without electricity? Like what, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's it's you have something to, that needs to be said. Yeah. You have to balance yourself. I mean, there's always, it's, it's like an addiction. We've talked about yes. this. I think once on the hundredth episode I did, um, and it, it, it is very equivalent to being an addiction. Um, so it's, it could be very easy. I know I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, there's, I have memories of taking a then girlfriend who gave me a blank check to go out and buy baseball <laughs> cards. And I did, and I went out and I bought, she's like, I can't believe you just spent four hundred dollars on 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 trading cards like that. You know, are you going to get rid of them? Are you going to sell them or something? Like, no, I, I want to keep them. And um, that that stupidity. Um, you just got to be mindful of that, and uh, you know, don't get yourself uh, in over your head. Yep. Uh, great discussion today. Uh, you know, pros and cons, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tony's right, maybe he's wrong. Maybe we're both right or wrong. I, again, once again the, the kind of the origins of this channel and anything else that we're doing is to educate every single time and give different perspectives, differing opinions. We don't want you guys out there just consuming the mainstream or, you know, I, I say mainstream as in like wrestling is the big thing, <laughs> but you, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the main mainstream of hobby wrestling, Twitter content, whatever it is, like there's there's a sentiment about around like what everybody is doing is the right thing to do. And that's just not the case. Uh, sometimes you can take from that and apply it to what you do. And that is the right way to do it. And then sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong as a listener. Sometimes the community as a whole and the market is wrong. And you just got to be able to take all of these things, apply it to how you do the hobby, have fun and be smart about it. Yeah, Tony, you got any, the, anything this else? Is, this is just two dudes that, you know jump on and talk about wrestling cards and if there's any nuggets of information that come out of it that you can take that's great um ultimately what i like to hear is i want to hear from people like i would like to see comments from people more comments like engaging in conversation whether it be on twitter or wherever where we talk about this on a more regular basis and like it's we all learn when we just when we talk 
Um, yes. We, we don't have to finger point and name call and all this other stuff. We just need to talk about it and like why you believe and what you believe in and how what works for you. Because what works for you doesn't work for me, but what works for me doesn't work for Zan. That kind of, I mean, let's 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 just have conversation. So these these episodes are just to uh, start up some conversation and through those conversations, hopefully we, we learn something. And when you talk about engagement, you guys feel free to tag me anything you want. If you want to call me names and point out something I'm wrong or I'm right about, feel free. Like you take all the hobby, like people know the hobby, David Peck, Rob England, Adam Gelman, Card Foundation. There's all kinds of other people out there. There are things they say that I, I'm like, yeah, they're hundred percent right on this. There's mm-hmm. other things they do that I'm like, I disagree with that. But I don't go after them. I may ask yep. them a question about it. But that's the thing is like I take what they like these guys that may know more than me. I take what they know and apply it to how I do things. Or maybe I'm able to take that information and apply it to somebody that's brand new in the hobby. And it helps them get started with what they're doing. That That's what I'm here for and what I'm all about. Yep. Agreed. Let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, sir. 20th anniversary this year. Unbelievable. 20 years of my life. Never getting it back. <laughs> um, and, it, and it seems like we just keep doing more and more. Like as the hobby grows, it seems like you're getting busier doing other things. Like really, I really am. I mean, uh, with personal stuff, you know, open the card, you know, not a card shop, but an actual shop shop, a wrestling steam store uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but um, you know, more on that will, will be coming out here soon. But uh, you know, between that, uh, the growing, the hobby itself growing with uh, you know the the dynamics, of everything changing with companies buying this company out and this is going to change and that's going to change distribution's going to change and you know panini's got license oh we're going to lose that license before we even got the license and you know i mean all these things are changing and uh it affects how we do things on wtc how we archive stuff uh so much independent stuff out there trying to contact and hey if you're an independent if you listen to this and you're an independent um uh trading card producer uh, you're an independent company that produces cards you know please reach out to wtc let us know how we can go ahead and get your information put up on our checklist i've been going out a lot lately over the last several weeks and reaching out to a lot of different independent promotions and companies out there and uh, uh graphic designers who p- produce cards um all over the world and trying to get them to communicate with me uh checklists and information and also invite them on as guests to talk about their process um how they got involved in making cards and all that kind of stuff and there's stuff can be learned and uh from all that information too um but yeah contact us over on wrestlingtradingcards.com check out all of our social media platforms on the bottom every single page and uh reach out let's let's engage man let's talk about wrestling cards as well as the youtube channel i see i like to to plug that every chance i get uh, you've had some of these card creators from these independent prof- professional wrestling promotions. You've had them on your channel. So, yep. guys, a lot of times, if you're wanting to know a little bit of behind-the-scenes information on print runs or why this card was this and why it wasn't, blah, blah, or from, blah. You know, basically, from conception of, like, yep. I have an idea going through the photographer to the talent, from the talent to production, from production to distribution. Uh, it's always an interesting – everybody has – somewhat of a similar path, but there's always some sort of side streets that uh, intersect that main highway. Yep. Yeah, I always love lists. I've got your content on every single time I'm listing cards on eBay. And it's just like, it's it's just amazing information, the stories about what goes into the cards. And so again, stories behind the cards. We always like to talk about that. You can check out all my content, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's my main hub. You can check out the Wrestling With Cards podcast. And follow all over, that dude, man. You're coming up on a thousand followers, man. Follow him. Get, getting close to those subs. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when I started the channel, that was like kind of my first baseline goal. It's like, wouldn't it be cool to have a thousand subscribers to this channel? And we're almost there. So if you haven't subbed yet, please subscribe to that. 
Check me out on social media at Zan Morning. Tony mentioned engagement. Again, feel free to tell me you heard this podcast. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, you know, if I said something that you disagree with or you would like more information on, feel free to tag me in it. I'll get to it as I can. If you send me DMs, they're open. Again, I'll answer those as I have time. But appreciate you guys listening. If you're a wrestling card hoarder, I guess, you know, keep doing your thing. And if today maybe we changed your mind, then, hey, that's cool, too. But as long as you're in wrestling cards and having fun, I guess at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Yep. You know, and with all that and before we have, you know, sign off, I just want to tell you guys one important thing. What is that? Wrestling cards rule! Ah! <laughs>